0: Coming up on Facts from the Stacks. There was one of the reports that actually said reduce your drinking of coffee to decrease the possibility of hip failure.
1: Welcome to Facts from the Stacks, a news and trivia podcast for book nerds and library lovers. Facts from the Stacks, created by the staff at the Jackson-Madison County Library, is your library news and book-based trivia podcast. Join your hosts, Kelly and Shane, for what we're reading, what's happening in the library, and tons of trivia. We will have games and quizzes you can follow along and test your knowledge, but also so we can stump other library staff.
0: Welcome back, coffee connoisseurs and caffeine consumers. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. welcome back.
0: Uh, welcome back to Facts from the Stacks. This is episode seventeen, where we are talking about coffee. Yum. That's a fun thing. I like coffee. Same. Yeah. Um, but you know, of course, before we get started on talking about our actual topic, we're going to talk about things we've checked out recently. Mm-hmm. I have finally been able to check out the book that I talked about wanting to read last time. So we're gonna get started on her now that I've, you know, Big Read's done. She's done. She's finished. Congrats. Thanks. I'm very proud of everything we did. We had such a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Not exactly a checkout thing, but like as far as events happening at the library, we had so many people come to the play Mm -hmm. that, you know, Krista at at, uh, Hub City Theater Company put on. She's also our North Branch person, you know, so it was so fun. Um, It was a great time. I'm glad it's done. Now I can go back to life. (laughs) But she was a success. She was a success, yeah. Um, So I've got my book checked out i'm gonna leave after we're done recording this podcast and i'm maybe gonna go home and read yeah he's ready to get cozy y'all yeah i really am let's do it yeah i love that for you what about you what's have you are you still working on the autumn list
1: uh yes i think we're closing out autumn but it ended with a five-star read that Whoa. I'm excited to share. so it's called the Christie affair by nina de gromont I don't know if that's how
0: you say that. (laughs) But it's
1: another Reese's book club, of course, of course. But it was you know how Agatha Christie like disappeared for eleven days that one time? You did mention
0: this, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I haven't researched like what actually happened. I think it's a mystery. But anyway... It is. This book is, like, a fictional... I think she, the author made all this up, but it's fascinating, like, of what happened when she disappeared.
0: Yeah, I mean, we did talk about that early on in the podcast. That was one of our author... When we were talking about authors. Yeah. I was like, she disappeared. And yes, like, that's Because right. her husband had a mistress, and, like, she just... Disappeared and yeah. nobody knows, and she never talks about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this book. Okay, I didn't remember that. That's what the tea was. Uh-huh. So this book was so good. She writes from the point of view of the mistress, and like they're all intertwined, and it's so good. Like ten out of ten, recommend this book. Because I also listened to Halloween Party for the Autumn by Agatha Christie, and okay. then I'm and then I'm almost done reading physically. Um, Murder on the Orient Express. Because Agatha is just a good fall gal, so... Had a couple of her on my list. And then as I've been trying to finish the Reese's Book Club, I was like, oh, definitely need to read this one in the fall. And it was fantastic.
0: Wow. Speaking of Halloween Party, I did, I don't think I talked about it last time, but I did watch. Oh, you did? I watched Haunting in Venice. And? Oh, I loved it.
1: Okay. I've got to watch it still. And so it was on Hulu,
0: right? It is on Hulu. And it was so, so good. I need to watch that. And now Hulu's like, do you want to watch Murder on the Orient Express? And you're like, yeah, I do. yeah, I do. It was great. I just need to wait for you know my partner in movie watching crime to be home yeah, at you the same be watching time. Watching that by yourself. No. It's a it's a journey. History. Yeah, it's a it's a journey to go on together. Mm, literally, like a train journey. Yeah, literally. So, literally. love that. So we will move into our um, coffee facts. Woo. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? All right, you big know-it-all did you know um i have some general like here's some little factoids about coffee um so just just to establish where we found coffee where is she from (laughs) um so the history of coffee is mostly a legend like we don't really know for sure the origin like the story behind how we found it however interesting Legend says that um, in the ninth century, there were a bunch of goat herders that noticed that when their goats would eat berries off of this certain plant, that they would dance, <laughs> and that they would like just act, just acting out. Mm-hmm. And so, this particular goat herder talked to some monks at a local monastery Mm. about it and those monks decided to brew those berries into a drink um and yeah that's that's how we kind of got our first wow our first cup of coffee but it kept the monks awake at night yes um love it and so yeah so i didn't realize i guess um I didn't know much about coffee before researching. Um, so coffee beans are not actually a bean. They are seeds mm. from a, um, like a berry. It's like a cherry-like fruit.
1: I feel like I've seen pictures of her at Starbucks. Yeah, that makes like sense. Like that berry is like in their motif a lot.
0: It almost looks like a little cranberry yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, it's just a little red berry. Um but, yeah, they're, they're just called beans because they look like beans. They do. So, yeah. makes perfect sense. Um, early on, when we discovered coffee plants and things like that, um, they would also eat the berries. Like, you can eat the berries, but we don't really do that as much anymore. Taste. I
1: was going to ask how they
0: taste. I don't really know. I didn't see anything about how they taste. Mm. But they yes. seem to also give you, like, a boost of energy oh, as well. Um, Very interesting. I found there are two different kinds of coffee bean on the U.S. market, generally. Um, The first one is called Arabica, which I see that that on packages all the time. Yes. So that is the most popular one. um, And it is usually sweeter and more complex in flavor. Um, And usually you drink that straight. Like... I mean, you you know, put your creamer and stuff in it, but it is more enjoyable that way. The other kind is called Robusta, Mm. and it is cheaper and stronger um, and actually has more caffeine than Arabica. Oh, interesting. Um, So it's usually used for making espresso and, like, instant coffee mixes because of the the caffeine content. Gotcha. Um, So... On top of that, coffee is the world's most valuable traded commodity, next to gas. Hmm. So that's um, that's that's big. Yeah, transport, keeping yourself awake; those are the those two are the most important, important things. things. <laughs> yeah, um, and I found that Brazil is responsible for one third of the world's coffee production over the last hundred and fifty years. That checks out. Yeah, I feel
1: like I kind of knew it was a South American thing Mm -hmm.
0: and then the boston tea party actually helped popularize coffee in america Um, back then at that time it was patriotic even to drink coffee because you were like going against the customs from british tea drinking Got like it. like we don't need tea we have we coffee. don't drink tea
1: because we're not british
0: anymore uh. yeah so it was almost <laughs> patriotic interesting. to drink coffee i see that yeah so that's interesting that's just some like quick history and a few facts um also for listeners i'm not trying to hate on nobody but it's Espresso. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially everyone here
0: in West Tennessee. It's espresso. Not expresso. E S E yeah. S P R E S S O. Espresso. From your local librarian. With love. <laughs> with love, Shannon and Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back with more facts from the stacks. We all know that libraries have books. And most of us know that libraries have had movies since VHS tapes were still a thing. But did you know the library has so much more? Want to make pasta but don't want to buy a pasta machine? Need a drill to make some very important home repairs? What about a new board game that isn't Monopoly so you can play games with friends and family without hating them? Yeah, we have that too. Check one out. So next time you visit the library, be sure to check out our library of things to find your thing.
1: All right, so when... I was researching i thought about coffee obviously because that's a topic mm-hmm. but it reminded me of when i read the book love does by bob goff because in that book he tells the story of how starbucks via came about yeah yeah which if you're not familiar that's their instant coffee product so it's like little packets that you put in hot water to make instant starbucks
0: so instant coffee yeah
1: but it's like better like it's because you know instant coffee kind of has a reputation for being lower quality right and so they like spent all this time developing the Starbucks via and it's like a hundred percent coffee like real beans whereas Um, I think a lot of instant coffee is like a mixture of a bunch of stuff and chemicals. So they were like trying to perfect their quality Starbucks coffee in an instant format.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: So anyways, I learned about this in that book. And so what had happened was, is they were working on this for two decades. So like for the reasons I mentioned, um, because, you know, they wanted to do an instant coffee because it's a very like popular thing a lot of people consume instant coffee that's a
0: long time to work on one product
1: yeah and it was like manhattan project level covert like executives would go on trips to research for this and they like wouldn't tell their spouses where they were going
0: Whoa! That's <laughs> so it wild. was serious. I wonder if it was also when you first started to say that I was thinking like you were gonna say that they would put them on separate planes so that like you <laughs> so know, that
1: the person wouldn't die, the secret wouldn't yeah. die with both of
0: them. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think a big part of it was because they didn't want the news to get out that Starbucks was working on instant coffee because they didn't want that reputation associated because like instant coffee equals crappy and Starbucks equals quality. So they were like, until we're ready to launch, we don't want people to know about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it finally launched in 2009, um, but it was invented by Don Valencia in the late 1980s. So Don Valencia was the CEO of a biomedical firm in Sacramento. Shout out. That's where I'm from. Oh, Um, And so he used freeze drying equipment from his, company, the biomedical firm, on his coffee for when he went backpacking. So he just wanted to have good fresh coffee on his backpacking trips instead of like cruddy instant coffee. So he started freeze drying it. And then his wife is the one that introduced him to Starbucks. She had worked at a coffee shop, um, I think at the University of Washington, and she loved Starbucks and thought it was amazing. So this is, you know, early on in the 1980s. So the the original Starbucks in Seattle at Pike Place is like the main hub. I've been there. Me too.
0: I didn't like go in because the yeah, line crazy. the line was crazy, but like Pike Place Market.
1: Yeah, so That's fun. So
0: fun. So festive.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, she did she discovered it for their family, I guess. Huh. And so Um, she and her husband went to the Pie Place store and brought some of this freeze-dried coffee with them to share and that store passed it along to the CEO, Howard Schultz. So he ended up hiring Don Valencia to run Starbucks Research and Development until he retired in 1999. So that's cool. So they were working on it this whole time. So I'm guessing like Don Valencia comes along, he gets hired and he's like, hey, what if we freeze dry it? Then it takes them all the way to 2009 to actually launch the product.
0: After, and it said, you said he left in 1999? Yeah. So 10 years, he didn't get to see, like he didn't get to oversee the release of the product. Exactly.
1: And furthermore, so Don Valencia died of cancer in 2007. But um, Schultz was able to visit him in the hospital and tell him they were about to launch his product. Aww. And so they ended up launching it in 2009. And that's why it's called VIA, VIA, to play on his name. <gasps> oh,
0: wow. Nice?
1: And I've had it, like, that's what we bring camping. It's delightful. Whoa, so,
0: yeah. that's interesting. I've never heard of that before.
1: Yeah. And now they have, like, the whole product range. Like, you can get,
0: like, a peppermint mocha in those little instant in packets. Whoa. And it tastes good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. My next couple of tangents came from books that I pulled from the North Library. Um, So the first one that I looked at is called Ingredients, The Strange Chemistry of What We Put In and On Us. Interesting. By George Zidane. So I looked at the coffee chapter and there was a lot in there. But most of what he was talking about was how many conflicting reports on like coffee's effect on us as humans was. Ah. And so it talked about starting in the mid eighties, there were like reports that would come out that would be like two cups of coffee increases heart risk Mm. and like all that kind of stuff. And we're always getting conflicting messages about Food and things were consuming, and things, you know, all of that. But there were so many that started, and it was always linked to cancer and heart risk. And they would go back and forth literally within the same month. You would get back to back reports that were conflicting each other. Um, So, a lot of that, the author kind of theorizes comes from news outlets swapping keywords Mm. to make it sound much worse than it is. Uh Uh, So, for example, he says, Severe lack of mineral or vitamin equals horrible, fast-acting, often fatal disease. (laughs) But if you, like, swap that around and, like, expand on it a little bit, then you can be like, lack of onions equals cancer. (laughs) Like, because... You know, that's how it is. But I thought it was interesting that we have been so back and forth on coffee. Yeah. And what? It, but now, I feel like maybe we finally landed on maybe where we're settling with coffee, where, you know, it's one of the few, like, antioxidants. Yeah. Like, it's good for us to have coffee in moderation, you know, everything like that. And that really, there was one of the reports that actually said, reduce your drinking of coffee to decrease the possibility of hip failure (laughs) because they did a study and x amount of these elderly people fell and broke their hips but those same people also just drank coffee in the mornings Mm. and so it's a correlation that does not make sense right so
1: yeah i was gonna add like because I feel like that happens with everything, like you said. It does. But specifically with coffee, I feel like I've seen that a lot lately. Like, Especially as a woman, there's all sorts of conflicting evidence, I think, Of like, if you drink coffee, it will jack your hormones up. It will you will be you'll have trouble with pregnancy. Yes, like fertility issues, all this stuff. And then some people are like, no, like it's fine to drink coffee sometimes. And even in pregnancy, like if you drink a drop of caffeine in pregnancy, it's it's fatal. But some people drink a cup of coffee a day, so it's like I feel like specifically for women, it's like I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna call my mother out here for a minute. (laughs) I have never seen someone pop Vivarin. Like she does Vibrin as a caffeine supplement. Oh, okay. It's one of those that's like you pop a pill of Vibrin and it's equal to two cups of coffee. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I could be wrong. Maybe she didn't. But it feels like even when she was pregnant with my sisters, I feel like it was always happening. Like there's always coffee in the house. Mm-hmm. She always had her Vibrin. Like it's just It just is what it is. Right. And And you guys are all alive. Mostly fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's fine. I know. But like anyway, I just thought that was really funny.
1: Yeah. We'll be right back with more facts from the stacks. If you've been listening to us talk about the books we've been reading, but don't have the time to come in and check them out, there's a solution for you. The library has online resources, so you can check out books without ever leaving home. With Libby and Hoopla, you can access thousands of books, audiobooks, movies, TV shows, and magazines, all in the palm of your hand. Check out the episode's description or check out the library's website, jmclibrary.org, for more information.
0: The second book that I found, um, this is kind of ties into our last episodes, but this is, um, it's called, this is your mind on plants Mm. by Michael Pollan. Um, what a great name for that. (laughs) Um, but of course there was a whole chapter on coffee and tea and everything like that. So, um, it really got in depth and I found a lot of good information from it, but, um, What it says, basically, is that the first cup of coffee that you have in the day is not so much about like, oh, I need this to wake up. Like, I need this because it energizes me, but it's actually because caffeine is so deep set in our culture as... Like, we consume caffeine like crazy mm-hmm. and we are addicted to it. So your first cup in the morning is not waking you up. It is fighting off the signs of caffeine withdrawal. Ah, so, like, you know, it's interesting. Um, and those symptoms include, but are not limited to, <laughs> Headache, fatigue, lethargy, difficulty concentrating, decreased motivation, irritability, intense distress, loss of confidence, and dysphoria. Mm. Um, And in the book it says, and I quote, daily caffeine proposes itself as the optimal solution to the very problem that caffeine creates. Mood. I think that's like really interesting. That's just
1: like America in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, So what I found is that caffeine in coffee and tea um, and other plants that produce caffeine is used as a defense mechanism, Mm. like we've talked about, because in large quantities, caffeine can kill insects. Mm. Um, In smaller doses, it causes a loss of appetite and it can like discombobulate them mm. so like models subsist
1: on coffee and cigarettes
0: right not good not good because <laughs> it suppresses appetite <laughs> yeah yeah that's it um but there was a study in which um they took a bunch of spiders mm. and gave them various drugs um Love it. if you were not aware caffeine is in fact technically a drug oh yeah because um, that's not how we perceive it but it totally is mm-hmm. um, but they gave all these spiders different drugs but the caffeinated spiders spun webs that had large gaps in them oh. um, that were reported to be like large enough for like birds to fly through so like they were totally not effective huh. webs so for spiders it really throws them off mm-hmm. and then the book goes on to talk about how that almost can be perceived as a plant controlling the behavior of an animal Mm. because if the spiders are acting erratically then they become easier prey for things like birds which then eat the spiders which then protects the plants Uh so it's kind of like an interesting yeah the
1: circle of life yeah
0: very very interesting um so um I told you a little bit about the the legend of how coffee began, Mm -hmm. but going back to that, by the 15th century, um, so 700 years after we discovered coffee, um, East Africa was cultivating and trading all across the Arabian Peninsula. Within a century of that, it was spread across the entire Arab world. And by 1570, in Constantinople alone, there were over 600 coffee houses in one single city. So it really took off.
1: Okay, this is very random, but Uh that fact really makes me want to know how many coffee shops are in New York City,
0: like, comparatively. Ooh, I wonder how readily available that information is. I'd like to know that, because I feel like that is a
1: good um, benchmark for today.
0: That's fascinating. (laughs) Okay. So just looking that up real quick, the immediate number that comes up is there are a total of 577 coffee shops in New York City as of September 24th, 2023. Okay. So literally Constantinople in the, you know, 15, 1600s has had as many coffee houses as New York City has today. Yeah. That's interesting. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so, the initial reception to coffee was positive, um, though it did have some resistors, um, such as the Councilman of the Catholic Church, mm. who urged Pope Clement VIII to declare the beverage the bitter invention of Satan.
1: Ooh, <laughs> my.
0: <laughs> the Pope tried it and liked it, saying, this devil's drink is so delicious, we should cheat the devil by baptizing it. <laughs> And so he declared coffee fine and pure and baptized it. And so mm. then it was, then it was fine.
1: Then it was fine. It
0: was fine. And that, that's hysterical. And yeah, um, that's funny. Krista gave me that little tidbit oh, while I was at I North. Um, so in that time, coffee houses were in every way, The place where you would go to get news, to gossip, Mm -hmm. to talk politics. And they spread to Venice in 1629. And by the time they reached England, they were the only place where people from different classes could meet Mm -hmm. and talk about important issues um, and discuss ideas and philosophies and things like that. So coffee houses were a huge social thing. Yeah, interesting. Like they And they still, yeah. they still are today. They still are today. You know, so it's interesting that they've kind of always had that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1675 in London, King Charles II tried to close down coffee houses because they were false, malicious, and scandalous. Mm. As well as a disturbance of the quiet and peace of the realm. Wow. So, would what you was like. What's going
1: down at the coffee
0: house? People were talking politics, and that's dangerous mm, for monarchs. dangerous, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you like to guess how long that lasted? The ban on coffee houses? Yeah. A month. 11 days.
1: <laughs> Same as Agatha Christie. Yeah, so
0: 11 days, um, and it only lasted that long because people love their coffee houses so much they just kept going to them anyway yeah they didn't care
1: not coffee being banned for a short amount of time than alcohol
0: <laughs> our final facts and quiz segment will be right back after this break thursdays can be a real drag halfway through the week not yet tgif But Thursday nights don't have to be boring. We have tons of board games for your entertainment, and you can also dust off your old favorites to bring for others to play, too. Whether it's Monopoly or Life you enjoy, or whether you're into Dungeons & Dragons or Settlers of Catan, you can find board games you love here at the library, and people to play them with. Every first and third Thursday from 5 until 7, you can join us for game night.
1: Okay, so I wanted to know about the different kind of drinks and what they actually mean, because when I'm ordering, I don't
0: actually know what all the words mean. I also have <laughs> no idea because most of them are um, what I assume Italian? to be Italian words. Yeah.
1: Um. So, I this evolved into today's quiz.
0: Oh. So,
1: question number one: Can you tell me the difference between? Drip brew and pour over
0: coffee. Drip brew and pour over? They're not the same. Okay, so they're not the same They're thing. not the same thing. So, I mean, I know that, you know, the drip brew, I assume that's what a standard coffee does is, like, drip. Mm-hmm. The pour-over... Now, I don't know what the difference in functionality is, but I, I know the pour-over, usually you have, like, your container and you have your paper filter and you just, like, pour yeah. the water into the filter. That's absolutely right. So, like, what is the... Is that a different process?
1: Yeah, I think the process, the two different ways you do it just result in different, like, taste. taste. Mostly, I guess, Because
0: the smallest change in, like, temperature or yeah. how you brew it quote unquote gets you totally different flavors and stuff people say
1: yeah okay number two what is cold brew
0: um so cold brew is kind of like i do make cold brew pretty often same um so you just put the you put your ground coffee into right into the water or into a space where it can be put in the fridge and sit for like, what? 12 hours, eight to 12 hours? Yeah. And it results like in a more, in a stronger brew usually.
1: Yeah, so the website I was reading talks about how it's, yeah, it's like what you said. You basically like soak the coffee grounds in regular, like room temperature or cold water, mm-hmm. um, for 12 to 24 hours, and then you can serve it as a cold drink. But it's less bitter and more caffeinated Which, than hot
0: coffee. That explains why I like it more. I hate bitter mm-hmm. tastes. Mm-hmm and I like a lot of creamer in my yeah. coffees. So like a cold brew is just Delicious. great. Mm-hmm. You have to dilute them usually though, because yeah. it's really concentrated. Yeah, I didn't know that at
1: first and so I was just drinking it strong oh, when I made no. it. Yeah, so that, that was a weird acid reflux Jittery, time. oh yeah. <laughs> it just ripped my insides apart. <laughs> fair, very fair. <laughs> okay, last question. Do you know the difference between espresso and ristretto?
0: Ooh, okay, I don't know what ristretto is at all. I know espresso is like where they like super hot, they push the water quickly through the grounds, but I don't know what ristretto is. Yes,
1: so that's right. So yeah, espresso is when they they pour uh, pressurized
0: water through the coffee So it grounds. really forces it through. Yeah,
1: and so ristretto is the same thing just with half the amount of water.
0: So it's even more concentrated. Mm. Oh gosh! Yeah,
1: which I had never. Really, I don't know if I've heard that word before, but the, I guess the di- the only difference is it's
0: half the amount of water. Wow! So it's really concentrated, mm. strong for the hardcore folks. Whoa, that's yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's the quiz.
0: Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the quiz. Um, so we will go ahead and talk about how coffee works. Yeah. The science behind coffee. love it. All right. So, um, again, all of this information is from um, the book that I mentioned before, uh, This Is Your Mind on Plants. Mm. Um, He really breaks down the science of caffeine. And I thought that was cool because... I didn't know. Yeah, same,
1: I don't know.
0: So caffeine is a tiny molecule that fits onto a specific receptor in our nervous system. And when you drink coffee or soda or tea or any of the caffeine caffeine consumption things we do, um, then it blocks that receptor off from having other molecules bind to it. So kind of like the same way that we talk about um, opioids and Narcan, where it blocks the receptor. Mm. Um, the the compound that it blocks is called adenosine, which is a psychoactive compound that is a, is a depressant and a sleep inducer. Mm. So when you intake caffeine, the adenosine cannot bind to that same receptor. Gotcha. So the caffeine's stuck there, and you just don't get as sleepy so levels of adenosine gradually raise through the day and by the time we hit you know late afternoon and evening it starts to slow down our mental process because it's like okay it's almost bedtime Mm -hmm. let's stop thinking so much (laughs) um and it can do that as long as caffeine is not already blocking it so um Caffeine doesn't necessarily make us more awake. It just stops us from being sleepy. Interesting. Yeah, from the adenosine specifically. Um, so, you know, as our body's trying to prepare us for bed, caffeine says, no, I don't think so. Um, and when sleep signals are reduced because the adenosine is blocked, it triggers more dopamine. Um, to be produced by our bodies hmm. so then there's this whole other aspect to it that i looked at because um as someone who is there's no way i'm not adhd <laughs> there's no way um, i caught i Coffee, caffeine does not affect me whatsoever. Mm. And so I wanted to look into a little bit as to why that is. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is no official scientific study about it, but it is a popular opinion among ADHD experts that if you are an adult who does not have... who is not affected by caffeine then it is there is a possibility that you have adult adhd okay. there's other things that can cause that like the receptor for adenosine being like mutated depending on your genes and stuff okay. like that but it is one of the possible things that can you know that can be a possible symptom of adhd okay. um so coffee not affecting you or making or The opposite effect, coffee making you sleepy, which is what usually happens to me, Mm -hmm. is a sign, uh, is a symptom. Um, So, whereas coffee is, like, energizing for people, Mm -hmm. for me, I'm like calmer and I'm focused mm. when I drink coffee, it doesn't, it doesn't really energize me. It just lets me be able to focus mm. a little more um, instead of making me hyper alert and jittery. Interesting. Um, so it's not just coffee and caffeine, but any stimulant um, can affect people with ADHD in an interesting way. Mm. So many people with ADHD report that stimulants of any kind can cause them to be sleepy. Um, And the the idea behind that is that because it helps focus that it quiets racing thoughts and so instead of like thinking about a million different things. You focus in and then you're like, oh, my God, I'm so relaxed. relaxed. I'm only thinking about one thing. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, So you don't have those multiple thoughts that are constantly running through your head. Um, And also ADHD people are more likely to have a lower amount of dopamine. So having that extra actually brings us up to the neurotypical level of alertness and focus. Mm. So it is not a treatment for ADHD. But it can um, it can oftentimes address some of the issues related to ADHD huh. because the treatments for ADHD are stimulants mm-hmm. as well. So gotcha. that makes sense. Yeah, huh. I was just like, huh. okay, now I know. That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Hmm. That's what I have about ADHD and caffeine, how coffee works. Woohoo! Yeah. And then you have a few more drinks yeah. to talk about.
1: So um, we went over a couple, but here's some more. This isn't all of them, but just other common coffee drinks that I was like, what does that mean? And here here
0: it is. Yeah, I know <laughs> almost none of them. Yeah. So.
1: Okay, so an Americano is hot water and espresso. And fun fact, this came about by soldiers in World War II to make their coffee rations go farther. So the water like dilutes the coffee, but it keeps the caffeine levels. Interesting. So yeah, that's an Americano is water. And then a macchiato is an espresso plus steamed milk. Okay. And then a flat white is also espresso and steamed milk, but a lot larger ratio of the steamed Less milk. Less
0: espresso, more steamed mm-hmm. milk. Okay.
1: Um, a cortado is espresso and warm milk and a layer of foam on top. Okay. A breve is espresso steamed half and half
0: and a layer of foam on top. That. That sounds so simple, but I guess half and half is more fat. Yeah, so. interesting. and a
1: cappuccino is espresso, steamed
0: milk, and foam,
1: so like, seems simple.
0: It's just different ratios, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and there was, there's obviously more, but those were the ones that I Yeah, did
0: to. the one that I always thought was interesting that we don't see as much of, um, is affogato yeah
1: coffee and ice cream delicious
0: oh my god because you know you'll go to like which we don't have a Joe Muggs in town anymore Ooh. but Joe Muggs used to do an affogato frappe. Ooh. So like they would make your whatever frappe and then just pour the espresso so you would mm. get it would all like melt through the frappe and go to the bottom so you would be like oh it's so strong espresso yeah. but then slowly it would get sweeter as it mixed with the frappe. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Hmm. It's good stuff. I like all right. Coffee.
1: Yeah, now I really would like some coffee
0: after this conversation. I'm gonna go to turntable. Shout out to turntable. Probably yeah, true. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> good, good time. Good time all right well that is our episode on coffee Woo-hoo. um you can join us in two weeks as we talk about dewey decimal number 422 mm-hmm. which is etymology of english words oh yeah So, like you know we use a lot of words
1: where do they we come do, from where
0: do they come from where do they go <laughs> where did you come from cotton eye joe cotton yeah that sounds like a fun one <laughs> yeah I, I, there's plenty of fun words we can figure out where they came from. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Well, um, thank you for listening, as always. Send us questions, comments, book recommendations, etc. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear them.
1: Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.
0: Bye.